Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curvy, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomeboy, a.k.a. Ski, a.k.a. Flirt Davidsky, a.k.a. Flirt Cobain. And to my left is a wonderful, gracious, not box braid shouty herself. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. I'm not so bald headed, still a badass. A.K.A. Box Braid Shawty. A.K.A. Poetic Justice. <laughs> A.K.A. Toximus Prime. And A- most of all, go ahead, what was it? A.K.A. Maxine Shaw. <laughs> Attorney at Law. <laughs> A.K.A. That Little Baby Who Just Won't Listen. Uh, how are you, friend? Okay, I'm going to get this out the way early. All right, oh. shall we? Sure, fuck it, fuck it. We 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 coming in hot. We coming in off a good episode. Um, fuck it. We, we, let's get to the shits. I like to fire my shots directly, but giving you the gratification of saying your name on my platform is not something that I do. Because if you get jammed up, don't mention my name. Period. Okay. And I know you're listening because you're a stalker, and that's what the fuck you do. Leave me alone, or I will have niggas in your bushes. You know exactly who I'm talking about. You know exactly who I'm talking to. Leave me alone. This is it. I got your messages. I found your burner accounts. I see it. Leave me alone. In front of Calvin, God, and the thousands of listeners that we have out there. Stop fucking playing with me. Anyway, friend, how was your weekend? Oh, so we're starting with, PC- we're starting with PSAs? Yeah, like, I okay. had to get that off my chest. All right. But, all right okay. I had to. Okay. Because um, you're trying me. And I listen, once I make a very clear boundary, now don't get me wrong. The niggas that I troll, they know I'm trolling. But niggas that also know me know when I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. Stop fucking playing with me. I'm tired. And these are not the kind of games that I play. This ain't it. This ain't it. I will have niggas waiting in your fucking bushes. Stop playing with me. I don't want to talk. There's nothing to talk about. I haven't spoken to you in months. Leave me alone. And that's for a reason. If I wanted to get in contact with you, I know how. I don't want to. Stop talking to your friends about me. Stop running to my social media to see what me and my friends are doing. We are happy. We are lovely. Stop trying to figure out who I'm dating, who I'm seeing. It's creepy. Stop popping up in my city. I don't know if you've done that yet, but you're not too far away. Because you, like, no. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I don't play that stalker shit. I will air this bitch out and ask questions later. Stop playing with me. Here's my thoughts. Because there's a couple, there's a couple, there's a couple niggas. In the the vicinity of where we are, who over the last couple months have taken it to disrespect people like I feel very close to. I I am not again. You know me. I'm not. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Listen, I I prefer peace, but that don't mean I, I'm a bitch. <laughs> like, and I am very protective over the people I consider close friends. I'm very protective. I am, I am, I am. We talk about, listen, I'll slap, I'll slap you in the face and then figure out why she's mad at you. Don't play, listen, so, so, and honestly, you niggas. Are weird, bro. Not only that, you niggas should be thankful that the people in my life have told me to calm the fuck down. Because I've asked, I've asked each person individually what they wanted me to do. And they all said, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's good. Like I like I'll take care of it, and and while you want to give the people in your life, especially the women in your life, autonomy to handle their own shit, because I am not super. I am not Captain Saving Nothing. 
I am not Superman. I am not I am not naive enough to think that the women in my life can't handle their own shit. However, please let this be the last time I hear of some shit going down with the people I consider close to me. And the people who I consider close to me know who they are. There's no name there's no need to, for names to be mentioned because if you if you if you if you're not sure if it, it applies to you, it doesn't. It don't. You're fine. But here's my whole thing. And this is like the bottom line. Because there's just certain shit I play about. There's certain shit I don't. You know what fucking time it is with me. Like there's certain shit that I, I because there's certain people in my life that I am so proud to say will sit in jail behind me, bro. They will die about me, bro. Like, and that's not a hyperbole statement. That's not even no shit I, I kid about. Because there's one phone call and, like, it's a rap. It's raps. And I don't want to see my city lit up like that. I don't want to see your city lit up with, like that. My niggas don't have a problem getting on the fucking highway. I got niggas that got nothing else to lose. They live for this kind of drama. They live for this kind of shit. They touch base with me a couple times a week, as a matter of fact. It's not the lifestyle I live, so it's, it's not that kind of we're, shit we're, we're not trying we're not trying to glorify any sort of no, thing because in 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 in, in, the, in a perfect world this wouldn't need to be addressed right. because niggas would know how to stay in their boundaries stay in their lanes and, and mind the business that pays them however I made it very clear when i tell you not to speak to me i make it very clear that this is the bottom line i have a hard time cutting off people that i care about facts, facts. i really do like i struggle with it i'm listen Certain situation I'm still struggling with, but I know it's for the best. It's like this. There's certain lines, boundaries that you cannot uncross with me. You can't come back from. You can't apologize your way out of. You fucked up. And the crazy thing is that you fucked up in a way that is so, it's boneheaded and immature. And it lacks, the, and it's impulsive. And it really, literally, had you taken a second thought to think like a grown-ass man, you wouldn't be in a position you're in. And I'm not in the position in my life to keep extending grace to stupidity. I can't keep doing that. I'm not going to keep being patient and trying to understand you. No. You either get it or you fucking don't. And you don't get it. And I, I don't have the time for it. What's crazy is that I was warned not to even talk to you. So my dumb ass. If I ignore the other advice and something isn't right, who will I complain to? So I do take my portion of the accountability in that shit, right? But at the same time, once I make it clear that I want nothing else to do with you, leave me the fuck alone. If I find out that you reached out to my mother, my father, you try to contact my son, you try to get in contact with anybody else in my family, it's going to be a problem. What's un understood? Questions? Listen, stop being, listen, nigga, stop being weird. Stop being, stop being handsy. I hate the fact that I had to use time on my fucking platform to even address that shit. But I know you're going to listen to it because you get off on listening to the fact that I dog niggas. Who does that? Anyway, moving on. Friends, how was your weekend? Ah, uh, man. This weekend, whew. This weekend was actually that. What did I do this weekend besides Sunday? I don't think I'm trying to remember Saturday. I don't really think I. I, ain't, I know I didn't go off Friday. I, I stayed my I black. Tuckington, uh, I stayed my black ass in the house, um, Tuckington, Kentucky. Um, and then Saturday, I am pretty sure I also stayed my black ass in the house. So then Sunday happened. So Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, oh yeah, it's, oh yes. Yeah, rewind all of that. 
I, I, Saturday, I went to Louisville to support some of the homies. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the team over at Hustle Different. Um, shout out to the team over at Lipstick Wars Poetry. They had a collaboration, Drunken Poetry Night. So I was like, you, they they came up, they, su- they supported um, us, they, you know, the S as in CYBP nice. in, uh, in events. And like, and she, she listened to the podcast. and hey, like shout out to you, babe. And everything like that. So I wanted, you know, we support the people who support us. Absolutely. And plus it was like, you know what, it was get out of Cincinnati for a day. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of chill, relax. Yeah. So I went down there Saturday. That's why, that. that's why I couldn't remember because I was like, I didn't do anything in Cincinnati because I wasn't in Cincinnati. So um, so shout out to them. Shout out to the whole team. I actually got to email her something about like my little bio. I'm telling myself this so I can remember to do it. Um, Put it on wax for accountability. Yeah. And so, but Sunday comes. Like, so I'm driving back up Sunday. Sunday. Um, I get a text message like, nigga. Go, bring your ass to Copa right now. I'm, okay. I wasn't even on, I wasn't even off the road yet. I wasn't off the road. I literally was like on the highway. I was like, well, shit, I'm still like in Kentucky, but all right. So I literally get there and I know myself. So if I had gone home first, you wouldn't have saw me. I mean, I would have been like, mm, I'm good. I'm out. So I literally got off the road, hit Copa up. Um, I wanted to redo a Copa brunch. Yeah, because your last one wasn't. Wasn't because, you know, niggas was depressed and sad feel me so that wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the vibes so i wanted to redo um so i went celebrated i, I know a bunch of fucking aquarius aquarius yeah. and they all had like a birthday within like a seven day span um so they all they you know chose to celebrate copa brunch and so i was like all right bet cool um so we did there you know uh got got most of wasted um i tr- i treated these bottomless mimosas like a challenge yes you did friend um like, what do you mean? Like, you mean I can drink however much I want? We go five o'clock. We go try this out. <laughs> I kept getting different flavors too. I was like, give me Ooh, that one. Let me try the mango peach. Let me try the <laughs> give me that raspberry one. mango. Let me. We gonna do a little raspberry like fuck it. <laughs> Lemonade. <laughs> right. Fuck it. So yeah, I t- I treated these with samosas like a challenge. Um, they won. Obviously, because they, they are undefeated. They are. Brent, remind me um, when we travel up north this weekend to pack uh, champagne, grab champagne when I get our bottles. Because, um, because we're okay. So my weekend. Let's rewind. We'll mm-hmm. touch on that church announcements. But so my weekend was pretty good actually. Um, so Friday night, I actually got to go to Indianapolis for a show. Um, that was pretty good. So shout out to JG the Juggernaut. Shout out to, oh my God, I'm going to forget his name. That is fucking terrible. The headliner of the show. It was at the Jazz Room. It was actually a really, <laughs> really good show. Indy like, is solid when it comes to the music. It was, thing, it was so, I had so much fun. The band, shout out to everybody. I had a really, really good time. Um, made my way, trucked my way back to Cincinnati Saturday. Um, a friend of mine from college actually pulled up on me. So me and him had brunch, hung out. We actually watched the, the Laker game on you made me download the espn app and it's still on my tv and i'm like this actually came in clutch so thank you for it you're, you're welcome thank you, it's man. good to have a friend who likes sports every right, now and then he was like because my um my college buddy he was like so do you have cable i say yeah try espn it wasn't on so he's like oh you have the app i'm like i have the app oh i have the app <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead the sports enjoy he's like you don't use this much do you no i don't I, this is for the men in my life, obviously. Um, so Saturday night, I was Bottle Girl Alley. Bottle Girl Alley, shouts, you know, that's, that's another alter ego of yours. Yes, Bottle Girl Alley. I was slinging them bottles. Um, I actually made pretty good money, which is pretty good. 
Saturday, Sunday, I ended up working the brunch. You did work the brunch. You did. You definitely did. I looked really good, actually. Damn, you almost tricked niggas to thinking you had an ass. I know. I that thing like, was sitting, wasn't it? I was like, oh, shit. If I ain't know her, I'll fix you have ass. But I know you, so I know it's an illusion. <laughs> but I ain't going to tell you the other niggas that because I'm going to keep getting your money, sis. Listen, that fanny pack strap did wonders. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, keep getting your money, sis. I ain't going to tell these niggas it's a lie. Keep getting- <laughs> it did wonders, okay? I was proud. Anyway, so that happened. It was really good. Um. Until your girl sprained her knee. Like a dummy. Stupid. So, iced and elevated all day yesterday. All day when I got home, just iced and elevated. And um, Kiddo ended up coming to watch the Super Bowl. So, which basically means he hooked up his PlayStation and ignored me all night. So, that was my son. I mean, you wasn't going to chase that nigga around? No, he's 11 years old. <laughs> what the fuck would I do that for? So, um, shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for winning the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. The Bengals didn't win? No, baby. The Bengals were the furthest thing away from the Super Bowl. If, okay, so this is going to be the Calvin Explains the Sports. We're jumping right into it. All right. So if the Super Bowl is the Grammys, right? Okay. Or like the Oscars. The Bengals is Keisha Cole. Yes. Got it. Outside selling fish plates. Got it. So, hey. yeah. Um, so shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for winning the Super Bowl. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes for being Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Kelsey, tell me more. Kelsey. Who, who is this Kelsey man? Travis Kelsey. Um, Travis Kelsey? We actually know his agent. We do? Yeah. I'll tell you off, I'll tell you off my, we know, like, his agent, we know his agent, like, very well. Oh, like, I've met this man. He, he absolutely. I've, I've hugged this man. Yes. You know what? Seven degrees of separation gonna have me out here living my best life. You gonna, you gonna steal that man from her, from his black queen? Can she fight? She looked like it. <laughs> she looked like it. Can she fight? You want to? You want to find out? Because I can fight. Listen. For, <laughs> oh, so okay. First of all, Travis Kelsey, um, Kansas City's tight end, is a white boy that you're referring to. Really, he's like. Can you leave? You could have left that part out. No, because listen. Okay, we want to talk about how black men see a white girl with a fat ass and lose a shit. Y'all do the same when y'all see a white boy with a fade. Okay. If you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> Drag me. Oh, listen, because we, we we make all the jokes about black men losing does, their shit. He does look a little spicy white. I will tell you that. That man is from Cleveland Heights. Okay, so have you been to Cleveland Heights? Yes, so that's why I get it. Like, I get, like, have he's you been he, to Cleveland Heights? Yes, I get it. He's I under, spicy white. I understand why he is who he is. Trust me, daddy. I understand that, like, he hung around niggas all his Him life. Him having a black girlfriend is not an anomaly. That's but, his type. Fam, like... He hate white women more than most. Well, <laughs> he hate white women more than Kyrie does. Okay. Listen, anyway, someone said Patrick Mahomes is biracial, right? So Patrick Mahomes is half black, and someone said Travis Kelsey's blacker than him. I'm tired. Also, Ma- Pat Mahomes does not look like he dates black women. No, that man puts ketchup on his steak. What? You ain't know. Oh, I forgot. You don't know the sports. So Patrick Mahomes in the interview says, "Like ketchup is like his favorite condiment." That's he, fucking gross. It's absolutely disgusting. It's absolutely fucking. So you mean to tell me you put ketchup? You know what? His steaks are probably well done. But that may okay. So every that's you know, disgusting. We, we know how like every every I just got annoyed. We know how like every great person has a weakness somewhere, right? Ketchup. Fam, that's this, the hill you're choosing to die. No, on. but when I tell you, this man throws the football better than like almost anyone does anything. 
He throws the football the way Beyonce sings. He throws the football the way like Bruno Mars performs. He like that like he is exceptionally good at his job. I'm really good at my job too. Your job ain't gonna pay you forty million dollars a year in two years. Okay, fair. <laughs> Yo, like so Patrick Mahomes is the Super Bowl MVP. So like again, he, basically the dude who won the most Grammys. Okay. Like all star of the game. Thank you for explaining the sports, Calvin. Um, so shout out to them. Uh Richard Sherman is so Richard Sherman is like Yeah, I, why was he trending? So, okay, Richard Sherman is like that person who talks mad shit. And like He's the one with the nostrils. Yeah. Okay. With the with the locks. Okay. Yeah. So like Richard Sherman is that person who talks mad shit. But like, okay, what's a what's a what's a music equivalent of someone who talks mad shit is usually good, but like will fuck it up when it matters most. Is that you, Banks? Yes. So Richard Sherman is Azalea Banks if Azalea Banks actually won a Grammy before. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> you got mad. <laughs> I did. Because I was getting ready to go on an Azalea Banks rant, and it's just not not today. Okay. So, uh, so I'll put it like this. Richard Sherman is 50 Cent. Okay. So, like... He has accolades, like, went diamonds, like, has the Grammys, but also, like, he can't shut the fuck up. That's annoying. So when, and so remember when, how much shit we give in 50 for this ending of power? I haven't watched the last two episodes, and but, I feel like I'm not missing anything. But but you know how, like, that shit's trending, like, oh, my God, power is so trash, like, what the fuck? Or, like, whenever, like, somebody kind of wins a 50 cent beef, everyone's like, yeah, fuck you, 50. Richard Sherman. Okay. So Richard Sherman got burnt to a crisp. In the Super Bowl, like, like, dudes almost like shook him out of his ankles, and on the biggest stage of the world, a hundred million people watch this shit. <laughs> That's why Richard Sherman. And started. we wouldn't care had you just shut the fuck up. Yes. Got it. All right. Well, congratulations to the Bengals. <laughs> very happy. The Bengals will be nowhere very, near. Very happy for they, you. They will be outside selling fish plates. <laughs> the Orlando Blooms won the Bengals. I mean, won the Super Bowl. Congrats. <laughs> What's next after we we conclude? Calvin explains the sports. You ready again to put this week in rice, friend? Yes. Alrighty. Yes. So I love so coming off the heels of the Kobe tragedy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not even like we're coming off the heels of it. It's still very. It's still very. Present. I think everybody's still very much so in pain. Um, it, it's not like a twenty four seven on my mind all the time thing anymore. But I do sit back and I it's, think. But that, it's like, it's me randomly. I'm like I'll be watching something. And I'm like fuck. Kobe's dead. Like you. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that like, sure as fuck just happened. Y'all just lost the braid. Because I'm low-key still bald-headed. And I was in here playing with the one of the braids that was slipping out. And it slipped. <laughs> it slipped out in the middle of the recording. So my bad. This <laughs> My bad. Should have. Listen, any girl that's gotten box braids understands, okay? They it, understand. It, listen, it was holding on to a prayer and the prayer just left. Yeah. It was like, listen, sometimes you got to let it go. <laughs> And it, but see, what's crazy is that the ones in the back I'm cutting anyway, so I can get an undercut. So because you got you got to achieve full bird. Yeah, I got to. I can't have, pff, me classy a hundred percent. You're right. Anyway. So, uh, so yeah, like I'll be going, you know, for my day sometimes, and then something will be like happen, or and I'm like, fuck, Kobe's dead. Like, or you say like a a Kobe would have, and you're like, well, damn, fuck, Kobe's really gone. Yeah. So up this tragedy has come a couple things, right? The girl dad hashtag literally made me cry. So I clicked on the hashtag and I just saw like pictures of men being dads to their girls. And 
as somebody who's raised by a girl dad, like that shit is touching as fuck. Because I'm pretty sure this is how my father looks at me and the rest of his daughters. And my dad was never one of those those dads that was like, oh, I wish I had a son. He just prayed for healthy girls, like healthy children. And he was going to take care of us regardless. So, like, touching as fuck. I can't believe I'm about to say this. And it, it like, literally is choking me up. Sometimes, guys, specifically us ladies, let these niggas have things. Because no sooner than that. Shut up, Calvin. Shut up, Calvin. Time stamp this for me. Because <laughs> no sooner than the hashtag hit, there was a bunch of, oh, now these niggas want to be dads. Now these niggas care about their daughters. Now these niggas X, Y, and Z. Listen, and I'm going to like speak very clearly. As somebody who definitely has always said men are shit, men are fucking shit. Men are trash. All day, up and down, hands down, round and round. Men can be fucking hell. They absolutely can right to me to me the moment that men start taking steps in positivity we can't take every opportunity to remind them that men are hell sometimes just sometimes every once in a while we can let them have something especially because this thing was this thing was positive and every time men decide to do something in a step in the positive direction we know that the majority of these niggas are shit we get it but every time something positive happens for men, we don't have to constantly remind them that men are shit. They, they are literally posting their daughters. Let them post their fucking daughters. And on the flip side of that, if it takes losing an icon to them, right? If it takes losing a Kobe, if it takes losing your childhood hero, for you to really take um, an introspective look at what you're doing in your life, and would you be making your hero, your idol proud with your actions and your steps in order for you to make some changes? Whatever the catalyst is for that, I'm here for it. Does that mean that that goes without some type of, does that mean it goes without accountability? No. But I also do believe that those are two separate conversations. And it, I got really annoyed just by seeing the fact that as soon as niggas started posting their daughters, here come bitches talking about, oh, I know you had a daughter. What business of that is yours? So. Sometimes, just sometimes. We can let men have things. And this is one of the things that I really wish women would have just let y'all have. <laughs> like, as someone who's not a girl dad, right? I have no kids. <laughs> For the record. For the record. <laughs> I have no children. <laughs> so let's make that perfectly clear. Um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful because it started off with Shorty um, on ESPN kind of telling her story about her Kobe antidote, right? Um, and it was like, okay, cool. And so everyone, people got inspired by that, right? And it was like, I too am a girl dad. Like, you know, I understand, like, you know, whether you wanted a boy at first or not, but you was like, I got this girl, so I'm a lover with all my fucking heart and, and, mm -hmm. and protect her. I saw, and so I saw some women, mostly white women, was like, when trying to do the whole hashtag, like, boy mom or girl, I'm like, shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, like, guys. Like, it's okay, it's okay to not, I think for everyone, a one lesson is it's okay to not be at the center of everything. It's definitely okay to just, you don't have to center yourself in every little thing. No one likes that type of person. To be honest with you. Like, don't get me wrong. Do I have my qualms? Absolutely. Be but I do think that for the one moment in time where men want to acknowledge the daughters that they birthed. So this, and I had to put myself in the shoes of that daughter, right? Because as somebody who I'm never, I'm not, I don't believe in like a revisionist history. Like, mm -hmm. no, shit is what it is. 
Braylon's father didn't start being a dad to him until Braylon was about six years old. They didn't start building that relationship until Braylon was about six. And so, um, honestly, I had to take my feelings aside of that. Yes, I'm pissed off. Yes, I'm hurt. Yes, you all kinds of ain't shit. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. In my eyes, in kiddo's eyes. That's, that's dad. That's, that's dad. This is this man who gave him life. There's a whole other world inside to him that he gets to now explore. And who am I to shadow that because of my own sentiments? I don't get to do that. Want to know what I get to do? I get to be a safe space. I get to say, kiddo, this is your relationship between you and your father. And when you're ready to talk to me about it, I'm here for you. But we have to remember that the relationships that you, your children have with your parenting partner is their business. I'm going to make, it's my job to make sure that you're not in harm's way. It's my way. It's my job to make sure that you're being respected as a person and as his child. That's it. My sentiments, that's between me and him. And a lot of times we put our kids in very adult situations. Before they're ready. Before they're ready. Not only just that, because if kiddo were to ask me how I met his dad, I'd be honest. At a 10-year-old level. Like, m- mommy and daddy was, was hanging out. And we were hanging out a little harder than we were supposed to be. Now, his 14-year-old older brother, oh, we going to have to sit down and have a chit-chat. Because I have to give it to you a little bit more real than I can my 10-year-old. Because you can have a kid at 14. You can absolutely get somebody pregnant right now. So there's a, the conversation that we're going to have is going to be a little bit different than the one I'm going to have with my 10-year-old. However, you still approach that as you're always and forever going to be the child in this relationship. And it's none of your business how we conceived you. The relationship that you have between you and your father is between y'all. So when I thought about it, I really wish the women would have really thought about, regardless of how I feel, that is still his father. And their relationship is something they're going to have to work on. And if my child needs a safe space to process this relationship, I will be that. But it's not not my job to interfere in what y'all got going on unless it's detrimental. And so that's it. And so, again, my comments will be short because, again, I am not a parent. Listen, I had a no. So we saw a shorty who went viral asking for a pencil. Okay, I had the first. So I had to like. We ride at dawn. I had to actively remind myself <laughs> I am not ready for kids. Because I was like, look, fam, we will pull up to that motherfucking school right now. Lizzie, run my do- run my baby her pencil back, goddammit. Give it. my niece her fucking pencil back. You was in Canada. You ain't earned that shit. Fuck out of here. She got that perfect attendance by her lonely. And then it comes out, and everything is a rollout. Because she, got, she gets to tell the Girl Scout cookies. She's telling Girl Scout cookies, which is adorable. And, like, honestly, if I could pull up on Sis and cop a cookie, I will. But I already cop my cookies from other black-owned you know so, <laughs> businesses. I'm really losing braids over here, guys. Fam, focus. Stop <laughs> stop messing with your head. Sorry, uh, because I really want this undercut. These braids got to go. But <laughs> They're just going naturally. Um, so, but kind of, like, what I wanted to say before we got into that tangent was, like, I see a lot of times a lot of people using their kids as like a bargaining chip Which or or like using or kind of like and so I, I remember one video where this mother and father was arguing and like the mother was just super adamant that she wanted to put the car seat in dude's car and he was like I don't want you to touch my car at all let me I'll handle it let me do it 
this. And then it was like the whole back and forth while the kids right there. And she's like, well, fine. If I can't put the car thing in the car, like I want, I, I won't let you see her. And he's like, give me my fucking, you know what I'm saying? That back and forth. And it was so cringeworthy to me on both sides. Cause it's like, you guys are both, whether or not my own personal opinions, whether or not you like, but you guys are both letting your petty battles and your petty insecurities and your, and your, and your ego, like affect the relationship that this daughter has with both of you guys. So my sentiments were actually, I agree with you. The, my thing about it is a, as a mom, as somebody who knows how complicated car seats are, I've actually taken a fireman's course on how to install a car seat because it's the, like, it's not just click, click, snap, snap. Dr- no, it's not. And the number one way besides like SIDS that infants die is car accidents. So I understand her like, hey, this is a safety issue. I don't give a fuck about you. Him not wanting his car tampered with to me sounded petty. Because it could have been a learning moment for the both of y'all. Where they're both fucked up at was arguing and having that conversation in front of kids. That's not cool. And I mean, again, we, do, we don't know the context don't... of that. It was just more, I think it was also like, it sounded like he he knew how to do it she and he was just like nah like i got this like i can do it or <laughs> and then it was just let it was her a back- install the car seat and then you get home and you adjust it as you need to or as you see fit whatever but to have that conversation in front of kids like y'all were having okay you don't let me install the car seat you can't have her sis that was that was a clear overreaction but at the same time i understand where she's coming from and so that's an example of kind of like the negative, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like, look, fam, at the end of the day, whoever, who you think is right or wrong, it's a, it's a car seat. And it's like a petty, it's it's a generally a petty argument. But it's also a huge safety issue. But it's like, it, but you're doing this, it became performative after yeah. a while. It, was, it wasn't like a, a, like there was, it may have started off with legitimate concern, but then it came, it became performative. It was like, I'm, you want to make a scene, let's make a movie type of deal. And it was so, and again, like it didn't, it didn't foster a positive moment for the kid, which should be the only focus of any pa- right. pa- parent relationship, whether you guys are together or not. Right. Um. And so, also one another thing with far as far as like letting men have things, and I'm gonna be real quick and keep it cute, but like we talk about, we talked about this last time about how <laughs> men don't show emotions, or men we we're closed off, or this, that, and the third, right? And you had an outpouring of emotions and like legitimate, genuine sadness in a public view mm-hmm. for this death, right? Whether it's a whether it's because it was celebrity childhood idol, whatever, you have men forgetting their machismo and legitimately just like feeling. And for the women out there who didn't understand it because they didn't understand the sports, where it was like, girl, he he crying over a basketball play. I can't believe. It just shows that, like, not only do you not give positive reinforcement when people do something positive, but then you penalize the same thing that you want to see more out of. Like, if you if you want men to be more vulnerable, if you want men to continue to show these positive um, things, continue to treat the women, not women in their life and the women around them better, you can't penalize or make fun of. The time that they actually do show genuine emotion, and they show they show genuine emotion in both instances. The girl dad was is proudness, is proudness of like my baby girl, is proudness of like I'm out here trying to protect Shorty from the evil world that is going on. The the morning of Kobe is like fam, somebody that we thought was invincible turned out not to be. Like it was, 
until like we got final, final, final confirmation, I was like, there's some Kobe's gonna get out of this some way. CNN had to report it. I was like, I was like, Kobe's gonna get out of it some way. Like, if anybody could survive a helicopter crash, it's Kobe. Kobe fought through every injury. He somehow to jumped out and and took Gigi with him. And so for that to be like someone that you thought was immortal, turned out not to be, and not only to die, but to die at uh, such a relatively young age, forty. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. a that, that hit a lot of us hard. So we took it hard and felt hard. And to see some women. Out here making fun, joking about girl. I can't believe he's crying over a basketball player. But see, player. And that's it was, also it. It was the dismissiveness behind it. It kind of made me like my stomach turn. Like it's one of those things where it could be small to you, but it's everything to me. And I really didn't like seeing how dismissive we got behind that. You know what I mean? Like I don't like that because even if I'm sitting over here, bro, I cry when my nails break. So you're just like, babe, here's $20. Go get that shit fixed. Like, <laughs> here's some, you know what I mean? To me, it's just like, bro, I've been growing my nails out for years. And this bitch decides to break. And don't let me be ovulating and emotional and pre, uh, what? No, I could literally like, like overheat my food at lunch and cry. It's everything to me. <laughs> what Santana call it? Your signature move? <laughs> bro, tears, bro. Crocodile fucking tears. So I, I just didn't like that. The other part about it is, and this made me cringe, is that Vanessa Bryant, um, right before the the game, the Lakers game, she made her Instagram pri- um, pub- post, her Instagram post, and she made her Instagram actually public, and she wrote us a letter about you know thanking us for or thanking fans, thanking everybody that reached out, explaining the kind of pain that she's in, and asking people to respect her privacy. And even reading that felt intrusive. And to Vanessa Bryant, I said, girl. I wouldn't give these knuckle dragon Neanderthal ass niggas shit. We really, and I say we, not me and you, but the culture really bullied Vanessa Bryant and LeBron James to make statements before they were ready to. Because like even LeBron's statement was like, I'm not ready to do this, but y'all are on my ass saying like, oh, if you really gave a fuck about Cope, like y'all are on my ass. Y'all are blaming me for his death saying on some conspiracy theory shit. Yeah. And it's disgusting. And so Again, just a quick reminder, guys. We don't know these people. We know what they do. And as far as I'm concerned, Vanessa Bryant was that man's wife. She definitely a private citizen. She definitely didn't owe y'all shit. She didn't owe y'all a fucking thing. She lost the love of her life and and her daughter. And her daughter, her child. Leave her the fuck alone. And to be honest with you, I saw some of y'all underneath them comment sections of both LeBron and Vanessa, and you got blocked. That's disgusting. I think that we need to before even sometimes saying rest in peace or my condolences, sometimes that could be too much. Like the same way that honestly Nipsey has been gone going on a year now. It'll be, it's going on, it'll be going on a year in March. Actually, he died my birthday weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. And y'all have yet to let Lauren London even have a moment of peace. And her mom, Nipsey Hustle's mama told y'all to let that man rest in peace. Y'all go, there's not a day that passes that y'all don't remind us that Nip is gone. And to be honest with you, I understand because it hit us all. It hit us all very hard. But we need to remember, we don't know these people. We know what they produce. Unless you had a very personal relationship, unless you got to shake these people's hands and, and, and t- sit down and have a moment with them, you owe the people of their lives, their intimate friends, their intimate people, like the people that didn't hold them, they hold them in higher esteem, but not pedest- like not on this pedestal that we tend to do with celebrities. Give them the privacy to heal. And I'm really interested in the day that Lauren London decides that she's going to move on, if she ever does. That's her prerogative. 
and finds love again, how y'all gonna treat her? Bro, how y'all gonna treat her? How y'all gonna treat whoever she falls with? You know what I'm saying? Whoever she decides to be with. Because one day these women, if they choose to, if they decide to, they're going to love again. A A lot of widows get remarried, bro. A lot of widows have the right to get married. And I can't wait to see how quickly y'all flip. I, I cannot wait to cuss y'all out for how quick y'all gonna flip on Lauren London for having the audacity to move on from, excuse my language on this one, excuse my wording, but how fast she moves on from somebody who passed. He died. He ain't coming back. She has a life to live. And Lauren London is 20. She's in her 20s. Listen, and, and I, we, listen, here's how wild that shit is, right? And we can keep, move on after this. Of all the things that Kodak Black did, of all the things that Kodak Black did that could rightfully get him be fucked out of here, the one thing that really got niggas saying, oh, you can't come here, it's a no-fly zone, was him coming disrespectfully in Lauren London. Yeah. Like, not the allegations of, like, sexual assault, sexual misconduct, not any of it, not any of the shit like he said about, like, Young Miami or not any of it. Not even coming at T.I.'s daughter. Not, none, none of, of that. that. But, but, but when he said, like, he give Lauren London a year, Everyone was like, nah, fam, you, you, you out of here. So, like, if that's the breaking of a camel's back for someone who is, has a checkered history like Kodak Black does, I, 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 I am worried. I am legitimately worried about the reaction if Lauren London pops out with somebody else. And I in, pray in a, she in, keeps that shit so private. I, I swear to God, I pray to sweet Jesus she keeps that shit tucked. I pray to sweet God. Because they're gonna be they're gonna be relentless. They're going to be fucking relentless. And don't let it be somebody that like we respect or like nip, that nip, Nipsey knew, or don't let it be anything that has a don't connection. Let it, that, don't let the, her new partner's proximity to Nipsey be anything close because it's gonna be all bad. Lord Jesus. Speaking of which, of all bad, of all bad, Megan drives the Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> So allegedly, Maga the Stallion. Maga the Stallion. Don't do my good sis. Listen. Don't do my good sis. Someone said. Someone said. Boat was an acronym that stood for betray our ancestors' trust. Oh my god. So our good sis Megan is hot girl of the fucking. I love her. So she really be living how she be rapping, and y'all niggas just don't like it. But. It was more so who she chose this time so, around. So, Megan Thee Stallion, I woke up this morning to my Tia in shambles. And it actually started yesterday morning because I remember because I was like, I'm so glad I'm off today so I can just get in the mess. So, Megan posted up with G Easy so in Miami. G Easy posted uh, an Instagram story of her M laid the entire fuck up with Megan. But, like, Bro, kissing on her, like licking all the fenty off her face, and like had and it was, it it looked crazy. Like she had the leg ripped around over him. It looked it looked crazy. It looked crazy. And when I tell you that 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 was the best Twitter night of <laughs> of 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 twenty twenty so far, I have been hollering. I don't think I laughed that hard since W um, World War Three tweets, nigga. I, I don't think I've laughed that hard since World War Three tweets. And 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 and, and, t- and truth be told, Megan has come out and said she's not dating G. Yes, she said she said, listen, y'all, I'm gonna let y'all get these jokes off, but ain't nobody fucking G Easy. But uh, I will, thank you, Megan. But I will counter. Well, she wouldn't be the first woman to lie about somebody that she let fuck that she did that she may have woke up the next morning and was like, whoo, 
Because, like, there's videos of, like, Megan in the club at, like, like drunk. And Jeezy deleted Instagram video and kind of, like... So, it might have been one of those things. It seems like it happened. Megan woke up the next day, looked over, saw who, who was next to her and was like, Oh, no. Mm-mm. Delete all that shit. Well, you know what? My good sis Megan be fried. And I She's can't blame her. Student. I can't fried, bl- too. I can't blame her. I have been fried like that, bro. I've been fucking fried. Where I literally have to... Bro, I don't know what I did last night. Let me check my story. Let me check my friend's stories. Let me make sure my ass wasn't like... Flagrantly out here. Flagrantly out here. I was probably out here, but let me make sure it wasn't flagrant. And thank God my friends are real friends because we'll see each other off our ass and be like, no, it's time for her to go. We gotta get, <laughs> we gotta get Alex the fuck home <laughs> let's take her home <laughs> listen so, and listen the moment i hear one of y'all say like bitches can't say excuse me no more i'm like mm, time to go Mm-mm. wrap this up wrap this d fuck up. uh-uh there's a couple people like that are no fly zones the moment that you see me interacting with them it's time i'm off my ass it's time i was go. like you told me you blocked this nigga bring your bring your ass up here alex you blocked him please it's it's time to go sis i, I remember one time in columbus and that like you didn't realize who you was dancing with was the same person that you was kiki with on the internet. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I was and I was like and I was like I saw it and then I thought then I I remember like kind of ch- comparing what I saw to the messages I received like not 5 hours earlier. I was yeah. like Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. like when I told you you was like, "No." I was like, baby, baby, yes, <laughs> this happened. I was like, go look at his, go look at his profile right now, and go look at that, go look at that nigga. Oh my god, that shit was so fucking funny. Literally, we are on our way to the spot, and I'm just like, y'all, who's this man? They were like, bro, this is such and such. Like, bro, you're fucking lying. So we're sitting at the restaurant. Ah, word, fam. Not even that. Like, not even that. Cause that one, that one, I told you, and you was like, nigga, excuse me. I was like, bro. you ain't. I had I literally hit Shorty up the moment I got back to Cincinnati and let him know what type of time it is for moving forward. I didn't realize. I didn't know. There's certain boundaries I don't cross. You're one of those boundaries. You are definitely one of those boundaries. So we good. Like, literally, literally, when I see you out, I will speak. We'll embrace. We'll have a grand old time. But this is the buck stops right here, babe. And listen, I'll tell you about another one. That wasn't even the one I was referencing, but I'll keep the other one off camera because I don't want people to think you out here just like that, like that. You're not. No, I'm not. I'm not. You're not. And I, I, and I don't. And I don't. And the I'm, moment that I realize that I'm bumping up against the boundary, I do stop. And like, and I, and I don't want to, for people to misconstrue my words as anything. So I'm yeah, not going to no. do that. We'll to talk you. off wax. Yeah. So yeah, Megan was out here. Li- but see, also, huge fuck you. To the grown ass men who posted photos of Megan kicking with like four different men, as if a she's not single, as if, as if she's not also twenty five, and as also as if she's not single, like my nigga, grow like bro, you're a grown ass man. I personally was not mad at Megan. Listen, Megan is Megan's a flirt. Megan's a tease, and if and if and if for anyone who's actually around women in real life, because a lot of these niggas aren't actually around Y'all women, aren't <laughs> actually around women, and it shows. It, but like you understand the flirt and the tease. You understand the, the the woman who will flirt with a nigga, like get get some drinks out of him, get me get in the, get in the VIP section, and it then go me. home and then go home by herself. It be me. It be me and my friends actually. Fam, y'all have got me in the VIP section, so I know you. <laughs> I'm over here in VIP section with niggas I don't even know. I'm just like, because they're just like, he with us. He he with us. And I'm like, 
okay, I'm going to keep sipping my drink. I don't want no smoke with these niggas. Do you know, Calvin, there was one night where I told niggas you were my bodyguard and they just believed me. <laughs> niggas will believe almost anything. When I literally to... <laughs> told that nigga. He was like, oh, it's just you two. I said, well, I can't go nowhere without my bodyguard. He's like, oh, you have a bodyguard? I said, yeah, look. And it was just you standing there. And I think it was just the way you were standing. Like your shoulders were puffed up. Chest was out a little bit. He's like, oh, my bad, my bad. We look out for each other so much. It's nuts. Bro, it don't care how it gets done. It gets fucking done. Man, because listen, I'm not even going to put you on, on wax, but you was really a BP on Sunday. <laughs> I'm not even going to put you on wax like that, but nigga. Yeah, don't air me out. You was a real MVP. Don't air me out. For, for making sure I got home. That's it. <laughs> for making sure I got home. Niggas made sure they got home. That's what I'm supposed to but do. But not listen, I wasn't mad at uh, Megan uh, doing what single women do. I I'm was mad, mad at you niggas that got mad because Megan was doing what single women do. I'm mad it was G Easy on <laughs> Black History. <laughs> That's what I'm upset about. Nigga. I don't even she know if I'm mad about that. She was out here fucking with Roger Klaus from Doug. Okay. I don't even know if I'm mad at that. I am. I don't know if I'm mad at she, that. Listen, and she had and she had all of her hot girlfriends with a tech tech startup company. <laughs> they was looking around taking shots. No it dead was, ass. It was everybody like these things. Dead ass look like they start texts. It was. It, it. You had all the hot girls and they hot girl shit, and you had a bunch of niggas in, in ill fitting polos. Nerds. <laughs> Nerds look like they can balance a budget real quick. Actually, it's my kind of niggas. Anyway, real quick, Terry Crews is apologizing. Fuck that nigga. That nigga can suck a dick. Bro. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> And I mean that in all the disrespect. Fuck that nigga. But continue. So Terry Crews apologizes to Megan. Um, excuse Megan. <laughs> he need to apologize to Megan too. Shit. He apologized to Gabrielle Union in a Twitter thread. In a Twitter thread, and basically, let me pull it up. Basically, he said, "Megan, I want you to know it was never my intention to invalidate your experience." Gabrielle. I am going. <laughs> And I'm reading, bro. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> listen, Megan's on everybody's mind. Listen, <laughs> I can't believe this shit, bro. Listen, we still listen. Honestly, the half on the, her OnlyFans is still an option, bro. Listen, we can make Megan a billionaire real quick. Okay, I want you to know it's never my intention to invalidate your experience, but that is what I did. But that is what I did. I apologize. You've been through a lot in this business, and what and with that, I empathize with the struggle towards fairness, equality in the workplace. Um, you are a role model to the entire black community and in my desire to be professionally neutral, I, as your coworker, I should at the very least understood you just needed my support. Sincerely, Terry Crews. To D-Wade said, her husband. Someone take Terry Crews' phone. I hollered. <laughs> hollered. First of all, yes, take that nigga's phone. Second of all, it's a little too late. Not only it's hard to apologize when, when you, you double down on the stupidity. You're supposed, you got, you're supposed to apologize before the double down, not after the double down. You Not only were you corrected, you got checked, your ego got hurt, got bruised, and then you decided to double down on the bullshit. So, no, this apology, you could have wiped my ass with. I'm so sorry. You can't go from Rebecca gives me wings to this. You can't. And, like. The only woman I owe shit to is my wife. Fuck your daughters. Fuck your mother, huh? Rebecca. Rebecca. Moving on. Also, the, the, the reviews are still mixed on whether she is a white woman or not. Apparently, she is a black woman. She just high. She just but, crazy. like, other people sent me shit. I'm like, and they said she was part of a Caucasian community. So I want to see her Ancestry.com. Listen, listen, I got five on your 23 and me, sis. I got five on it. Calvin? <laughs> only five, though. Only five. <laughs> One of these days, we're going to get a camera in the studio. Not today, because, listen, I, w I want them to protect your identity right now. You are out here wilding. Wilding. One of these days, we're going to get a camera in the studio. I 
I just need y'all to know that, like, since we've been sitting here, three box braids, I have literally pulled out of my head. Because they're, they're in the back, and I'm still bald-headed, and that's definitely where, like, the most hair, the least amount of hair is on my head. So they're just falling, and it's Sh- fine. Shout out to your hairstylist for making it work in the first place. First of all, that bitch did magic. Magic. Um, And she got tipped out, because, sis, I ain't got it to do. You gripped the fuck out of my shit. Shout out to you, girl. Anyway, um, moving right along. Um, so Mace, formerly uh, a formal bad boy artist, Mace actually it came out and talked about how Diddy gouged him out of money. Um, what are my thoughts on this? Sorry. So, so, so Mace, so, so Diddy um went semi-viral for talking about like you know black excellence, black art, black, black art, kind of telling the Grammys y'all got one year to get y'all shit together as far as proper representation and diversity otherwise we go, we will knock all this shit over which is valid points um and then mace was like okay heard you how about that money how about and so mace was talking about how diddy back when they were just kind of starting out mm-hmm. as bad boy um offered mace like 20k for his publisher mace took the deal because he's a young young 20k sounds like a lot and twenty, and this is like nineteen nineties money. This ain't twenty k in nineteen nineties money is like a you ra- like twenty k right now. I'm gonna look at you crazy, and I'm broke. <laughs> so, but twenty k in like nineteen ninety five is like a hundred k. It's a different story. Right. So he offered him twenty k for his publishing. Mace took it, and then created Harlem World, and there's a bunch of really dope number one albums. And so. After Mace kind of Mace kind of fell back, which became a whole pastor. Listen, one thing you want to talk about: Did he be fucking these niggas over? Because everyone besides the locks have turned to religion or jail since <laughs> since being with Bad Boy. Loon is a whole Muslim now. Sean was in jail for ten years. Mace became a pastor. Craig Mack joined a cult. R.I.P. Craig Mack. Only, only person he ain't fuck over. Knock on wood is Biggie. And that's because Biggie died. Yeah. And shout out to the artists who recognized the game and got out quickly. So shout out to Janelle Monae. Um, super proud of her and her entire label, her entire project, everybody that signed her is dope. All her artists are dope. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, one of her artists is Jadena. So, right. yeah. Um, even Danny Kane's still trying to get their shit together. So Day 26, like, you know what I'm Day saying? Day 26 is touring. <laughs> How much you making off it? And so, so like, all of, all of that. So, and again, Diddy has been infamous for kind of like people was like, yo, I don't really have, I'm not really getting paid. Like I should be getting paid. So, and then Khalif came out with a similar story about Pharrell Williams. Yes. Hers was a little bit more like some personal yeah. abuse. So, I, I didn't get to read all of her Khalif's story. statement, and I agree with her, because especially if you remember, she came out about abuse allegations from Nas. And I remember stating that I do stand with Khalif. Because again, we don't know these niggas. We don't. We know what they produce. We know what they create. We know who they pretend to be. We know who they, who they pre- not pretend. We know who they project to be. Who they emulate. Exactly. So, Khalees lays up with that man every night. Khalees had his child. Khalees knows him on a way and an intimate level that we don't. And do I believe in seeing the facts and, and hearing the sides of the story? Absolutely. But you see, you can always tell who, what it is with people. You know what I mean? Hit dog always gonna holler. That's it. So when Khalees came out and her her statement, and I, I loved it, was I am no longer protecting the sanctity of black men that did not protect me. And I felt that. 
I absolutely felt that. So shout out to May. Shout out to Khalees. Go get your money. And I like what Mace's position on it was as well because he said he waited until he was financially okay, like he's all right, before he started talking about Diddy owing him money because if Mace was bankrupt or if Mace was going through financial it'll, hardship, it looked funny in the light. But also, I talked about this too, the cognitive dissidence of Diddy to come at the institution of the as the Grammys as somebody who has never protected the interests of his artists. Here's, okay, here's my, here's my slightly unpopular opinion, right? So... I think it's it's twofold. We have to I, I we have to stop being predatorial of like young black folk from in the inner city from lower income communities because you know that you you put you put some diamonds in front of them and and and, and a signing bonus you can get them you can get them off to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, especially back then and now, we have to a be more cognizant of the contracts that we do sign. Even as someone who, like me, who, who I, I just got a little podcast, according to some, you know, I got. Right. If somebody offers me like anything, I'm before I sign, I'm going to get my own lawyer. Like my, not the lawyer that the label offers you, not the lawyer that like the person offering it. Like, oh, I have my lawyer read it. No, I want mine to read over it. And God, God willing, I, I know enough lawyers and law students. Thank God. I have I, a couple lawyers but I'm like, that hey, I'm very close with. Hey, I need Thank you God. to read. But so. So we need so we need these artists to be more cognizant of what they're signing. So because even because, again, in this perspective, he's like, fam, I, I you I gave you the contract. Everything was lined out. If you didn't in, in Diddy's mind, he's like, if you didn't read that, that's not on me. And so especially because like we, we talk shit about Diddy, but Diddy had a lot to do with every bad boy hit coming out in the 90s. Like, he was not only just the label head, he was the executive producer, he was an actual producer. Like, he helped arrange it. So, yes, the artists who wrote the songs should get paid fairly, but we also can't pretend that Diddy didn't have anything to do. It's not a Suge Knight thing right. where he just kind of stood there in in the back in the big red suit and just, and just hem niggas up. No, Diddy, like, polished up a lot of these niggas. So... That's there's a little bit of comp- controversy and complication there, but then he offered it. Uh, May said like I offered you two million for it, but it was like it may be worth two million to Mace at this point. But Mace's catalog is part of a huge, uh, a larger bad boy catalog that Diddy owns. So so it's probably worth more to Diddy than the two million is is worth to Mace. So I need our artists. To a to not be af- not be afraid to go independent, right? Not be afraid to do it yourself. Like in this t- today and day and age, the streaming era, you don't need these niggas. You don't need no. these label niggas. You need a, a SoundCloud and a strong internet connection. Yes, and absolutely. So, and right. so and so, but if you choose to sign with somebody, make bring, make sure you read your contracts. And a lot of these people were were, were and a lot of these people including myself, we, we make fun of artists not reading their contracts, but yet we ain't read a terms and conditions page since 2015. Right. And like, and, and like you just scroll down, hit agree and not knowing that you're giving up all your data. Right. There's a reason. And I agree. And I, that's it. But see, also it comes bigger conversation, right? How are billionaires made? There's not a single billionaire in this planet Ain't that no got bu- their billions from not taking advantage of the the middle, upper, and lower class. There's no, there is absolutely not a single billionaire in the world who has not gotten their billions from straight clean, straight straight up clean business. Listen, there's no, there's no, there's, no. There, it's think of how much a billion dollars is, right, fam? For a lot of us, 
You a cannot mi- spend a billion dollars in a lifetime. For a lot of us, $100,000 would change our lives. Now, imagine at times by another 100000 <laughs> Like, you literally, like, you have to... Act. So there's a, um, there's a Chris Rock joke. It was like, Shaq is rich. Talking about, like, ballplayers and owners. Shaq is rich. The person who signs Shaq's checks is wealthy. And you and it's like, it's easy to get rid of rich. You can get rich with a crazy summer and a drug habit. You can't get rid of you can't get rid of wealth. You can't get rid of wealth. Listen, and it's like there's levels. Like another Bill Gates would wake up tomorrow with Diddy's money and kill himself. Yeah. Because he was like, nigga, I lost how much? I only got a billion left. Oh, fuck this. I'm out. So you we have to understand the levels, but no, there is no there is no billionaire that did it the right way. There's no billionaire who didn't make his billions fully clean. It's literally impossible. And then what's crazy is that, right, because we speak about cognitive dissonance, we can't exclude our faves in that conversation. We can't exclude our faves in that conversation. Listen, I I know for a fact, listen, Jay-Z, through his business deals, has definitely pissed off a lot of folks. Dame Dash still wants Jay-Z's fave. Yeah, James Dash won't do an interview without being asked about Jay-Z. So. And, like, going on a 20-minute tangent of why he thinks Jay-Z's a bitch. Like, and so I understand, like, that sort of thing. I understand that. Like, I'm not, I'm not foolish. I think we have to kind of take a look at ourselves as a culture. Like, this cap, we, we can't, if we really are saying eat the rich, we do know we're going to have to eat some of our favorites, too. Beyonce going to taste amazing. <laughs> she going to taste like freedom and, and dreams. Ooh, child. Anyway, moving right along. Um, Monique ain't never lied. So, so, so now you finally see what I'm seeing when I say when I see Oprah. Nah, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm always, not, oh, them, not them. us. Listen, because Oprah has been looking funny in the fucking light for a while now. A while. So, and I love the fact that Monique be really sitting in her house with drinking her fucking juice, with her feet propped up, nursing her, got taking care of her fucking kids. You'd be like. Oprah's on TV and it just pissed me off. Let me go ahead and log on to IG and let these motherfuckers know how Oprah ain't shit. Gave her bars. Barred Oprah the fuck up. And what's crazy is that Monique is never wrong. Monique was not wrong when she first came out. When Monique and y'all looked at her fucking crazy. And then now that Oprah is like everything that we said about Oprah is coming up to light. It's surfacing. Like now niggas are really having to take a full blend into Oprah. Y'all another black billionaire. Another black billionaire. Now niggas have to like take some actual, like some real hard look at oh, Mama Oprah. Y'all are realizing that Monique was never wrong. And I will say this. I do. I, I remember when a lot of people, a lot of black men first mentioned like, yo, why is Oprah like not giving this Weinstein energy she's given to Russell, you know, Michael Jackson or Russell Simmons? And people were like, oh, you just want to see you know no no i want to protected harvey yeah i don't want to see russell simmons or r kelly go free i don't want i don't want to see bill cosby crip walk out of jail no nobody wants to see that i want to see like fam like it's have that same energy for your friend but and exactly 
So, and I hated the fact that when Oprah was asked about Harvey Weinstein, it, she gave some, like, we have to see the silver lining in the situation. Some rainbow-ass shit. Some rainbow-ass, like, no, make no judgment until a judgment needs to be made-ass statement. Meanwhile, she was the ex- one of the pr- executive producers behind the Michael Jackson documentary. And had a special interview with the accusers after the documentary called, like, it was like, leaving Neverland, and it was like, leaving Neverland an interview. And instead of making a public apology once, she just took it off HBO. And when once everybody was like, "Wait a minute, they stories don't match up." Like they, 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 they just shit said they lied right here. Excuse me. And instead of like copping, please and publicly, just like I'm just gonna take it off and just not unring the bell. Trying again. And the fucked up thing with Michael Jackson, he's he's gone. dead. He can't fight back. So, and that's my point. So, and all these stories about Michael Jackson affect his children. They're still here. His estate, his family. Those are the people who are going to be affected by the, by these allegations. Michael Jackson can't defend himself. Mind you, we talk about publishing and right. Yo, Michael Jackson used to buy niggas publishings for fun, for funsies. He bought the Beatles publishing. Like we're talking about another like black. Like Michael Jackson used to buy niggas publishing. Like niggas bought Yu Gi Oh cards back in the day. Just yeah. like oh, I have, I have a couple million laying around. I guess I'll buy this niggas royalties. Like it's wild. I had a really morbid joke, but I'm going to let it go. Not, mm-mm, well, Somehow, I'm, I would just love to see him buy Taylor Swift so she'll shut the fuck up. But I just... No, uh, Taylor Swift is owned by Scooter Braun. Scooter Braun ain't never giving that shit up. Never. And that's what the fuck you get, sis. You should have cut back. Should have bought your publishings. Get off our nuts about it. Anyway. She had a whole... She had a, uh, She had a whole, like, Netflix documentary, but I will never watch. I will never touch that shit. But I saw something. I saw a clip. It was about her, like, kind of confiding with her family about, like, going political like should i make a political statement and she was like really like turned up about it like i don't know should i make a political statement like i don't he might and like it's really funny to see how privilege works in that instance because the fact that you have a choice right to make a to to choose whether or not you want to get political is privilege in of itself i I think of someone like drake we clown drake for not speaking up about black issues yes or never for not any even when he does speak up for not speaking up enough like we clowned it yeah. like he didn't have a he doesn't have a choice of saying apolitical like no you don't have that as a black person but taylor swift can like have a whole meeting and whole internal crisis of should i say that like what they're doing is wrong but see no and the reason why she's having the internal crisis is because we all know who her biggest fans and supporters were is the alt-right white folks we know that that's her a, biggest fan base is alt-white white folks that's she's the not only people that you're pretty base. too that's it you and are you, you never mind average looking ass white woman fam you got a face of a gerbil and you're built like a two by four <laughs> like let's let's be honest about who's really standing you right now Exactly. So, no, she's not going to piss off her fucking base any fucking way. I'm glad you gave me permission to let her have it because I was trying to be better. I'm no. like. <laughs> so, yeah, Oprah ain't wrong. She ain't never been wrong. And it, Monique, I mean, excuse Mo- Monique me. Is, God oh. damn me and names today. Fuck. Monique is right in this instance. Oprah been looking real shady in the light. Oprah been shady in the light. Well, the, just, the, the Central Five remembers sis. We remember, sis. Spe- <sighs> Speaking of things I have yet to watch. <laughs> Yo, Doug is gonna hit, bro. Doug, Doug might put a hit out on you on on. Doug God. is like when it like comes out on VHS, he's probably just gonna mail me a copy at this point. Fam, VHS, fam. At this point, you just go download the bootleg copy. Cause I, Doug is a listener and a supporter of this show, and um, I am tired. I know of and you we, treating I, okay, him this way. Okay, okay. So I have some downtime this weekend. 
When we're not doing shit in, Col- we're, in Columbus. Yeah, so I, you know, maybe Saturday afternoon, I'll go find a matinee while we're in Columbus, and we'll go. See, I'll go see it. Or bring your laptop and just Google <laughs> Queen and Slim. I'm pretty sure it's pirated by now. It's definitely pirated. Yeah, it might get... not even be not pirated. You may be able to buy. You may be able to be able to watch it for two ninety nine on to, on I'm, digital. I was getting ready to say like I do want to give black people my money, but is Lena Wave the black woman I want to give my money? Fam. <laughs> Speaking of black women looking funny in the light, I'll save that rant for another day. I'm tired. Lena Waif writes like a white person who just saw black people for the first time. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm so tired. Anyway, you ready for these hot takes, friend? Yeah, let's get it popping. So, speaking of crisis of character, right? I got criticized not too long ago because it was said that, like, I'm very harsh not harsh but i'm not very patient Mm -hmm. i'm not a very patient person if you know me you know that because there is very little that i feel like i need to be patient about it's ironic and i'll let you keep going it's ironic that you are not patient but you also are the latest person out of all our friends i'm always late (laughs) like like we start telling you time like a half hour before we actually we're gonna all be in the same house on saturday and i guarantee i'm gonna be last one dressed i can guarantee it it's just funny. Continue. Um. So yeah. And um. My bad. I lost my whole train of thought. You're not patient. And- I'm not patient. You're right. And it's because there's a lot of times that we told the line with our friendships and relationships where it's like, am I accepting you for who you are and what you're capable of, or am I enabling bad behavior? And I never want to be that friend that knows that you can be better, understands where you are in life, so I'm being patient. But you're not taking that as an opportunity to grow. You know what I mean? So it's like this. You have a friend and you know they're shitty. Like, bro, you do some shitty ass shit. And I'm tired of you doing shitty ass shit. And I'm tired of it. You're the shitty ass shit that you do being acceptable. So I no longer accept it. And I want you to grow up. So you can't bring this terrible ass behavior around me no more. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's all about, it's all about uh, elevation, right? So it's like, I think honestly, at this point in our lives, in our big ages, it's not even necessarily about like what your potential is. It's like, look, it's what my potential is. And if you cannot reach a point where you are matching my potential, it could, whether it's the best you can do or not, I can't fuck with it anymore. Yeah. Because either, either is either, either the best that you can do is no longer, is no longer good enough, which I mean, that's life or you're, you're, you can do better and match me, but you're choosing not to. And, that means you're just being lazy, inefficient, right? Whatever. Either way it goes, I can't fuck with you because um, there, uh, there's a quote that says like, "You show you show me the person who they hang around the five people that they hang around with the most. I can tell you who they are." That's true. Like we make fun of like the birds of a feather flock together, but like no, like you show me the five people that you hang out you hang out with the most on your own time. I know who you are because you have enough of a commonality with them. Otherwise you wouldn't hang out with them like that. Yeah. I agree with that. So if, if people in our five and people in our circle are on purpose, holding back or like not fixing toxic traits, even though I hate that we learned the word toxic in 2019. It's such a buzzword. Cause y'all just sprinkle it like parsley. God damn. I hate you niggas. Um, or it's like, damn, like, cause there's, I've grown, outgrown friends in my life. Even in my, I'm 28. What's crazy is that I've I outgrown think people. There's a friendship of mine that I know I've completely outgrown. 
and I know I talk about it a lot, but like history and the bond, like there's the little things that I go through that I don't really want to explain to not necessarily new friends, but I don't want to have to give you the background of why this affects me. She just gets it. You know what I mean? Like you just instinctively get it. So I can know that I can trust you with this, but it's also, I mean, the fact that Shorty doesn't show up for me and other areas of my life that I've grown and matured in is the reason why I can't fuck with you like I used to. It's like, yeah, I don't want to keep telling people what my favorite color is. I want to keep telling people what my favorite type of food is, but I also don't want you to like fuck me over. So I will choose to keep telling motherfuckers my my favorite color is my favorite food if it means I don't have to get fucked over by you just because you know how. Or I just really want to be left the fuck alone. And just just be- leave me alone. And just because you made you made a long um, you spent a long time making a mistake don't mean you have to keep making it. Read me. Like in business, there's a concept called sunk cost, meaning that like you can't make decisions for your company, for yourself or whatever, based off of how much money, time and effort you put into something because that money, time and effort has already been put into it. You're not going to get it back no matter what. It's already, it's already been there. It's already done. So the years you spent making that mistake, that time you spent with somebody, it's already, you're not going to get that back. You have to move forward like it's a clean slate. So that's what a lot of times, a lot of people get fucked up because they don't realize that the time that you spent with someone who's not good for you, who's not complimenting you, who's not the who's not being the best person they can be. So therefore you're not being the best person you can be. They don't look at it as a sunk cost. They look at it as like, damn, I done been with this nigga for years. Damn. Like me and Shorty been rocking for so long. Like I can't leave him. I can't just, you know what I'm saying? But that you, you know, you could cut that person off today and still not get that time back. But that don't mean you have to continue knowing something's bad for you and continue pushing it into right. the forward because you've done it for so long. Right. I agree with that. Anytime. And and one thing, another business philosophy is like anytime I ask you, why do you do something a certain way? And the only answer that you can give me is, oh, that's the way we've always done it. That means it's not the right process. It's not the right process for your company. If the only thing that you can give me on why you continue to do things a certain way is tradition, that means it needs, it's time to change. If you can't tell me, oh, we do this because it, it positively impacts X, Y, and Z. It helps me become more efficient in A, B, and C. You can't tell me that. You just tell me like, oh, we've done it for 20 years. That's the way we've always done it. It's time to move on. The same applies in friendships, relationships, whatever. Oh, why do you stay with that person? I mean, we've been, we've been together for 10 years at this point. And so, the fuck? Right. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, friend. I just, I don't know. Lately, things just feel like a lot. Like, things just feel like a fucking lot. And I was talking to my good sis, Bandis. Shout out to her. She actually started her own podcast. And I, shout, shout out to the Big Blood. Big Blood Bandis. Um, and I was talking to her the other day, and she was just like, Gertie, you have bad bitch problems now. She said, "You this time last year, you were praying to get, be in the position that you're in right now. And so you're getting ready to face new devils. And you need to prepare for that. And she says something. And it, like, literally, I don't know why this fucking stuck with me. She said, we are going through, like, a huge change like mm-hmm. me personally right and she was just like girl you are becoming the woman you are becoming the bitch you always said you wanted to be you are becoming that girl do you really think oh alex is gonna take that in peace no she's throwing a fucking fit let her have her tantrum let her have the, all the space that she needs in order to feel the type of way because new alex or evolves alex and maturing you is getting all the love and the intention and the growth and the, and the understanding and the grace for patience because you are growing but old alex is having a fucking fit so, yes, if you're feeling conflicted, that's right. If you're feeling confused, if you're feeling tired, exhausted, if you feel like things are heavy, absolutely. It's because the older version of you 
is fighting. They fighting for that spot. They fighting to stay. Yeah, and like and and I think one thing that we have to again give ourselves grace for is mistakes. So like we talk about new levels, new devils, old you, new you. And like in conflict, conflict ain't pretty. Conflict ain't easy. Conflict is not simple. Conflict is not 100% correct. So if you fighting old you and new you, you're like some you might slip up a little bit. You might like, "Ah, fuck. He got me that time." Or like Damn, old, old Alice hit me with a chin. You know what I'm saying? He caught me slipping one time. Okay, so what? But, but you can't dwell on the mistakes. You have to just try to continue to move better and try to do better. And also, you have to understand that, like, if someone else is affected by your mistake, they don't owe you necessarily that same grace that you would want. Them that to. was my entire second point. Hear me out, right? It's a good callback, actually, right? Because. I can recognize your mistake. I can recognize this as a mistake and I don't have to welcome you back in my life. I don't owe you forgiveness. I don't have to accept an apology. I literally, especially because a lot of times we, we assume because I don't, you don't accept an apology from someone that you want to hold on to negative space, negative energy. And it's no, I don't want anything from you, including your apology. Or on the, on the flip side, I can accept your apology and still not fuck with you. Like, all right, cool. I appreciate you for apologizing. Now go back over there. Because, like, just because you apologize doesn't mean it grants you access into my life in the same manner that you had it before. And to be honest with you, a lot of y'all, when y'all come to apologize, you come empty-handed. And that's the part about the whole apology forgiveness conversation I struggle with. You can leave me. You could, you could literally, whatever your transgression was, trust me, honey, I've already handled it on a spiritual level. I've already gotten that out of my system before you can even apologize, to be honest with you. And I don't necessarily think that's forgiveness because I don't think everybody deserves that. I don't think, no, I don't have to forgive you. I don't have to. That doesn't mean I'm holding on to things. I can release that in other ways. But I don't have to. You're not owed forgiveness. You're, you're not. But a lot of times when you go to apologize for somebody, the part that you leave out is the changed behavior. The part that you leave out is the, okay, you apologize. Now what? The action. I want to offer my apology. And with this apology, this is what I plan on doing with this. Don't come to me and apologize and want forgiveness. Forgiveness is an action that needs to happen on my part. So not only did you fuck with me, the afflicted party, not only do I have to, you, you harm me. Now I have to put in more labor in order to offer an extension of grace and forgiveness to you. Empty handed. Nigga, fuck you. I have to. I have to apologize. You have, you have to apologize to me. I have to accept your apology, and then you don't change, right? So, like, I apologize. I, you, I accept your apology. I accept. Okay, you fucked up. Then you could. Then, but you don't show me that you learned from what from 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 that situation. You don't show me that. Oh, I know how. I, you know, like nigga, like sometimes people apologize because they think it's it's a buzzword. Oh, I'm, I need to go say sorry. You don't even know what the fuck you're sorry for. You don't even know how your actions made me feel. Nor do you are you really going to take the chance to apologize and saying I'm sorry for how this made you feel is not an apology. It's not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if if, if I I'm made sorry you feel away. If I made you feel away, no, nigga, you did, which is why you're fixing your fucking mouth to apologize. So apologize like a grown ass man. Apologize like a grown ass woman apologize and mean the shit i am sorry that this hurt you i i will not do this again because i see how it affects you and your feelings matter to me your well-being matters to me that's an apology if you don't really give a fuck about this person don't apologize <laughs> I, I would am, respect that actually i am okay 
being the villain in some people's stories. There are some people's stories I ain't never coming back from. And honestly, I am I am okay being the antagonist. I am okay being the villain. I am okay being the bad guy. I am okay being whatever you need me to be to, in order for you to sell it to your friends. I don't give a fuck about fixing Listen. my. I don't give a fuck about fixing your perception of me. I don't care. I don't care. There's so, certain people I don't give a fuck. Listen. There's certain people who if they want to hold their breath for an apology from me, they'll they'll die. Die first. And I'm cool with that because some people, listen, you can't get it right with everybody. And that's just that. Like, there's certain people I know I can't get it right with. There's some people who could never get it right with me again. And that's just that on that. That's just that on that, honey. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is at this point. Okay. This question of the day. Hold on. Actually, one more thing. Do we have time? We got, we got time. Um, I tweeted this earlier. I'm listening. <laughs> on Twitter, at least. My bad. On Twitter, at least. Y'all don't like men who know their worth <laughs> on on social media. Y'all act like y'all don't like niggas who like know their worth and have standards. Explain, friend. So, so again, we talk about like dating and courtship. Oh, I fucking hate this conversation. I know. No, no I'm not. Well, I'm not, I'm, I promise you. I right hand to God, I ain't gonna mention a single number. Thank you, cause I oh I fucking hate it. Listen, I'm not gonna mention a single number during this conversation because I always believe in dating within your pay grade. Also, date people that you like and who like you back. Like that's that literally ninety percent of the battle of dating is the fact that you're invested in somebody who don't fucking like you. Date somebody who likes you. Get some self esteem. Literally, get you some self esteem, and it changes the entire way you date. And because I like, promise and, you. And but that I will. So that's my conversation is not about like a number, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I understand like. Numbers are numbers, but I will say this: the price of dating has gone down. We used to argue about two hundred dollar dates. Now it's forty dollars, nigga. This recession about to hit crazy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What? So the number that was floating around was forty and sixty dollars, <laughs> as far as like dates. Yeah, and like, and the you had, bar is in hell. And you had listen, but just all over the spectrum, just a bunch of, and I ain't gonna lie, like. As someone, I, I, I'm i doing all right, but I can do better. You know what I'm saying? There's always room for a growth. Yeah, sometimes you see that $60 bill and it, it'll come on an off pay week and you're like, damn, how much did we have? Like, but you, but I don't complain about it because I'm doing it with someone I would, I want to spend my time with regardless. So because I want to spend my time with you regardless, I understand that time ain't cheap. Time ain't free. And like this person in particular, like we've been, we been rocking. I, she, I ain't going trip about no 60 to goddamn dollars when like i know that like the companionship that we have had is worth more than that but i will say this whenever whenever a man that doesn't mention a number decides like having i have decides to kind of like mention anything about like the standard he's willing to accept or not accept when it comes to dating his mentions are full of trolls and people who are like Call him, call him everything from a broke nigga, a bum, a trick ass nigga, and and so I, I think it's one of those things where this is where kind of it's almost like an overreaction to the patriarchy. Yeah. And so, yes, we know patriarchy has fucked shit up for for centuries. I understand that. Cool, we got that. We in twenty twenty, shit's still fucking up. However. A lot of times when a man says like, yo, like, I don't like when Shorty does this or I'm not I'm not a fan of like doing this or like going all out if it's not re- reciprocated, like simple shit that we would we wouldn't bat an eye if a woman said right comes here comes the bitter Betty's and the petty Paula's all in his shit like, oh, nigga, like you like, women love calling niggas broke if they don't want to spend money on them specifically. I've noticed that. 
you look, I will be all types of broke if I don't want to spend money on you specifically. If I say like, hey, and not like in general, but you. <laughs> I've had women ask me so, for money, and then when I say I ain't have it, called me broke. Like they didn't have, they didn't just ask me for the money. So here's the thing. I think that, and I, I was having this conversation online too. I don't, women, women setting the standard for who and what they'll accept on a date is okay with me. Whatever, whatever. If that's the standard, you ain't going out with nobody for less than X, Y, and Z amount of dollars on a date, sis. That's your prerogative, sis. In fucking joy. If that's the standard, make that shit plain. However, men, you also set the expectation. If you take a young lady on a date, you offered, you asked for her time, you solicited her for her time, it is your obligation to pay for that date. It is your obligation to set the date. Don't take me to Roof Chris and then penny pinch while you there. That's my only that's my only ask. You can't afford to take me to Roof Chris, then don't fucking take me to Roof Chris. You can't afford to take me out, don't take me out. My black ass, there's spaghetti in there. You know what I'm saying? It's how you do it. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't like, there's a di- huge difference between broke and cheap. Cheap niggas irk me. Irk my soul. Tell the listeners. Are you going to explain the difference? I'm going to okay. explain it. There's a huge difference between broke and cheap. Broke men have taken care of their responsibilities. And at the end of responsibilities, there's not enough money. They got a little more. They got a little more month, and they got money. And it happens. Yeah. Everybody like to act like they've always had it. I ain't always have it. Fam, I am poor until Friday right now. You feel me? There's spaghetti in there. I'm finna go make this salmon right now. Chanel gonna catch me next week. Listen, it's fine. So we gonna make Taco Tuesday in my crib. You with it? You about it? (laughs) We can do that. So, but that's what I'm saying. Everybody asks, likes to act like they, they've been up or they're up 100% of the time. And that's just, you're not. You're not. Be real with yourself. You ain't got a front for me. And honestly, you probably listening to this in the privacy of your own car and your headphones at work. Be real with you. Can you afford the date that you're asking for? No. Or you can. Right? There is no shame in, in looking up and Googling restaurants and their menus before you decide to take Shorty there. There's nothing. <laughs> I don't, would actually <laughs> respect you for doing your research. You don't want. You don't want to be Dave Chappelle and half-baked when he's literally trying to piece together this shit. You don't want to be Earn at fucking ATL when he has to call his bank and file fraud charges because dinner was way too expensive. You don't want that. And But I will say this. And so the flip side of that is, like, oh, you did you explain? No, you didn't explain. I'm going to explain cheap men. Cheap men are the type. And cheap and broke men can be the same man. They can be. Okay, which is a spooky. It's spooky when that happens, right? Run, sis. A cheap man is the man that got it. It's not a problem for him to have it. But he nickels and dimes every aspect of your interaction. For instance, he's the type of man to take you to Roof Chris and have money for the bill times 10, times 1,000. It's not a problem. It's really not a problem for y'all to be there. But then you go get to ordering and it's cracking jokes about how much it your plate is. I've been on that date. It's not fun. It actually pissed me off. Or y'all go out for drinks and he's like, God damn you expensive date. Those kind of jokes. It's like, bro, can you afford to be here or not? I will say this. The difference between broke niggas and cheap niggas is cheap niggas don't have finesse. 
Broke niggas have finesse. And so because cheap man, so I've seen a lot of shit like that, like, again, you don't believe some of these stories because you would never do it until women tell you that it's been Bro, done. Bro, let me tell you about the date that I had, right? Man offered to take me out. He solicited my time. It wasn't one of those things where it was just like, oh, I want to go on a date. And then like, okay, come on. Because honestly, I pay for dates. If I really want to spend time with this man and like, I really want to see you, I have no problem paying for a date. That's not, also stop dating broke women. Like, if I want to take you out, I don't have a problem saying, hey, movies is on me tonight. Dinner's on me tonight. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem doing that. So, man offers to take me out, get dressed. I get dressed. I'm ready. We're at the restaurant. We're having a really, really good time. Really, like, the conversation was good. Dinner was phenomenal. It was great. The check came. Right? Mind you, <laughs> you off, you, I want everybody to keep in mind, you asked me out. The check comes. He puts his card on the table. And I'm like, bro, at this point, I'm not reaching for shit. You asked me on this date. Right? He says, and the waiter comes. He's like, oh, I'll take this off your hands. I bullshit you not, Calvin, and our listeners. This man said, oh, she hasn't put up her half yet. <laughs> hey, all right, so. <laughs> like, again. You want to know what I did? I said you were absolutely right. I did not. I took out the cash that I had because Mama no, just never goes on a date broke. I don't do that. And for all you women who go on dates not, broke, you I'm are, not, you are playing a dangerous game. I am not hungry. I'm not that hungry. I don't have to do that. I, 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 don't, have to, I don't have to date men I don't like for meals, for free food. I don't have to do that. That's, now, so, now, some of y'all do. It's really broke bitch behavior. Now, some of y'all do. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a bird, but there are levels. And I've never gone on a date with a man I wasn't interested in for free food. I don't have to do all that. I mean, what even you niggas. Okay, what you gonna do when the your son's line, at home? The line is indifference. Okay, if I don't like you, I'm probably not gonna go out with you. I'm not interested in that. Like, I don't have to do that. And honestly, I don't like not to flex. Dates for me are not hard to come by. Quality dates are, but like a guy wanting to take me out, that's not that's 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 not anything new. I can tell you no and be just fine. No, I'm okay. It's it's fine. Now, if I go on a date with a guy I'm indifferent about, I'm trying to feel out. That's a little different. Depending on how the date goes, I'll actually pay for myself. Because if I want you to be clear this isn't a date, I'll pay for myself. Yeah, there's been a couple of times I'm like, well, I'm like, like, you know, like when you offered it and she was like, nah, like, I, 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 we'll split it. I'm like, okay. I'm, I I'm, see what type of time you want. I'm, I was like, we can split it. Yeah, like, okay, cool. Because again, I'm the type of person, I ain't going to force you to split. But if you offer, I'm, I ain't going to, I'm, my masculinity is strong enough. I'm never going to turn down a woman's offering to pay anything. Right. So, but. Also, dating for me is different because I am a woman, and nine times out of ten, men do pay. Listen, there's women who there's women who say like, "Oh, if I ask a nigga out, I'll pay." Who never asked a nigga out a day in their life? <laughs> like we we see the jig, the jig is up. But um, I've definitely asked a man out. If it don't a man or two. If it don't apply, let a fly, let a fly, friend. But you know, there's some women who do date who who are proud of having food niggas, and they those those are also the ones who don't have shit in their fridge. What you gonna do when your son's at home crying, <laughs> crying all alone? <laughs> Because it's hungry and you got to go sleep with a man. You got to go sleep with a man for a little bit of money. Okay. I really want to do question a day yeah, different. Yeah, because y'all niggas are wild. And also because I had like 28 responses and I'm not reading all those online. So, friend, pick your top five. All right. Let me pull up. Because top five. So, I will say this, though. I think 
You had a lot more hopeless romantics answer yours than I had mine. You also have a lot of more sports fans that follow you. So a lot of a lot of niggas like nigga the fuck <laughs> like she can get your side chick Valentine's Day she can she can she can get the weekend after nigga. <laughs> I was like so my top five answers. All right, let me pull them up. You want you do you have your top five? Go go ahead. Um, because we did get a lot of responses. Thank thank you everyone thank you, everybody who, who responded. We appreciate you. Yeah, this this means a lot. Um. Also, real quick before I get it, before I get carried away, guys, do not take the question of the day as a time to say, "Hey, go follow my page," or "Hey, Allie, I DM'd you." Oh, but that's that. most of that is spam. No, there's niggas doing it for real. Yeah, they know who to play with. They know who to play with and who not to play with. Because I ain't get none of that shit. Stop. I've had some real creep shit ass behavior in the past week, and I'm just I'm tired. I will smack you niggas in the face. Let's be very clear. Let's be very clear. Uh, again, I'm not fronting like I'm this super violent, hot-headed type nigga, but y'all niggas keep playing with the people I, I, I love and care about. I will smack you niggas in the face. Stop playing with me. So, be good underscore 89 said, All-Star, we got all year for me to prove I love you, not one day when you get to be fake love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. So, my first favorite answer goes to Petty and Pretty 07. If they are just a crush, I'm going to all-star. If we in a relationship, I will be with my man crush every day. Showing levels. Like, hey, nigga, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need some titles. <laughs> Look up cheese underscore say cheese said all-star weekend is one of the time is once, uh, excuse me, it's a once time, one time in your life thing. And it'd be for free 99. I just paid two. Ooh, he paid $2,599 for his ticket to all-star weekend. Mind you, he's married. So whatever him and his wife decide is okay. Is she going with him? Is she going with you? Because, like, if she's going with you, that's just a bad He just combined the two. The Big Tit Witch said all my... She's ex- wild. She's wild. Shout out to Logan. I love her. The Big Tit Witch said all expenses pay me, please. All my MCM's going to be there anyway. Back, sis. Instigator Jules. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> said the All-Star Weekend Flex is serious. His words, not mine. Hoes really be giving up the box crazy. I'm there. All caps. Now, sir, are you going to lie and say you are a member of the Hawks? Because, like, you do understand that, like, uh, with the All-Star Weekend, Spring Break, Super Bowl, all this shit, there's a funnel. There's a funnel system. And so the rich nigga A-figures get the first pick. Yes, absolutely. And then once once they pick, then it's their agents and their hangers-on and their friends. Their friends get the second pick. Then the friends of the friends. <laughs> you, my friend, as a normal civilian, you do understand that, like, you are like the tiff men off a bench in this oh scenario. Oh, my God. D-Way Too Cool said All-Star Weekend, but only if the shade room is coming. Otherwise, Valentine's Day. In the double O says All-Star Weekend. I know my new woman crush Wednesday will be out there cheating on her man. Okay. <laughs> I mean, did he lie? So, underscore, so out your league said, I think my boo will understand that I'm going to be a bird <laughs> to help us all. Listen, I stand a king that was willing to set it out for the, for the set. I'm here for it. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, Kayla underscore K says, take me to the ball game every day or almost every day should feel like Valentine's Day. And I was like, sis, that sounds expensive. As fuck. <laughs> like, I understand, like, time, quality time, but, nigga, we go all out for Valentine's Day. I'm not doing it every day. I ain't got it. Telly two times says, oh, well, all-star it is. I'm kind of here for it. 
I'm kind of here for it. Um, the World Wide Web says, do I get to VIP celebrity only parties? If so, I'll bring her some back with upside down. Okay. Ups, upside down smiley face. If not, give me Valentine's Day. Fuller.Aspen said, shit, I'm finding all my daddies at All-Star Weekend. I think my last, my last one, that my favorite, my last favorite one. Um, besides, one person said All Star Weekend. Fuck that nigga. I was like, ooh, that's ooh. aggressive. She um, was speaking directly to. Listen, she subtweeting niggas on my Instagram. That's oh, wild. That's wild. Anyway, real um, quick. She, one girl says Valentine's Day. I don't fool with ballers. So and so, I asked her. I was like, rich niggas, eight figures ain't your type. And so she says she would be perfectly happy with a nigga making two hundred to four hundred thousand dollars. And so I asked why, because again, I'm like, and she's like. Enough money to cash her out, but not enough money to control her. Okay, I like that. So it's not once he once she's broken once she gave me the science, I was like, I'm okay, cool. I'm cool with that. But I was like, wait, you don't want to? She was like, no, I, I want you to have enough money to cash me out, but not enough money you think you can own me. So she want like a lawyer, doctor, nigga. Okay, I can see it. All right, quick church announcements. Your favorite little podcast is hitting 71 North this weekend. So shout out to Burning Team. We'll be at the Orange Soda Vintage. Party. Vintage Orange Soda if Party. You know, you know. So, yes. Have you been to one of the vintage ones? No, I have Ooh. not. This is my first vintage Ooh. orange soda. So, so they bringing back. So, orange soda again. We we on the t- we like affiliates of the team at this point. So it's not necessarily ad, but we affiliates. So orange soda started off as like an overgrown house party. So literally, they would pull up to different venues and it'd be BYOB. And you know, some first however many tickets were free, then they would charge if you didn't get the free tickets. But it's literally BYOB. So you came in that bitch. We talk a basement house party style. Mm. You came in that bitch with joggers, sweats, your flats, your sneakers. If you ain't ready to throw in or catch some ass, get the fuck out the way. So I really don't need to get dressed for this. No, absolutely not. What me? You're talking to me. I am talking to you now. I know you, so I know whatever the level of dress is, you're going to go a little past that, but you really don't need to get full on. You don't. We don't need to go nowhere near Saturday level for Friday as far as dresses. So concerned. because I'm going to be honest with y'all, I'm tired, and I'm still coming down off a knee injury. So, like, I told Leak online that <laughs> I told, like, shout out to Light Skin Devil. I told her that I was going to wear sneakers just for her. So I'm pretty sure we're on garbage. We're on, and I, oh, friend. Our friends aren't coming up to join us Our on friends Saturday. left us out for dead. They did. So it's me and you in this thing. <laughs> Pray for me, y'all. <laughs> what? Because this is the first time. I'm actually well behaved with you, friend. I, I was going to say, this is the first time that me and you have just gone out. And in quite some time, actually. Yeah. And so, like, the last. Oh, we get to bond. So the last time we did that. That that whole day was hot garbage. It was fucking trash. <laughs> so I'm, that's my last memory of us doing this together. We died actually. It was hot garbage. We both died. I don't know how we got back to where we were staying at. By the grace of God, we both died. But this time, yeah, all our friends decided they, they wasn't going. They was going to leave us by ourselves on Friday. Which why would y'all do that? Why would y'all stupid? Why would y'all allow us be by ourselves without and, adult supervision? And so we Saturday night. We have a private party to go to, and we'll talk about that actually next Tuesday. Once it's over, we're going to respect, respect the privacy of our host. Hey, but just know I'm going to look like a goddamn. I'm, I'm going to look like a fool. My dress is here, and I know that bitch is going to be fire on. So I don't know if Jade is slimming down or I'm just getting thicker, but we're starting to become very, very close in size. 
And so she tried on my dress. I de- sent my dress to her house. Because niggas steal where you live. Yeah, but don't say that out loud. <laughs> I'm not saying where you live. I'm just saying like. In the neighborhood. But listen, because niggas steal where I live. Like, I'll get all my Amazon packages delivered to the pickups location. Yeah. Because like, like, no, y'all niggas have stole way too many of my packages. Y'all will steal from me. So I am having. um. So, yeah. So I had to try it on so I can see how it drapes and looks. And that bitch is fire. Is it how many people is it gonna take for it, for you to get in? And oh, out a of team of three. Okay, and it's gonna be uh, Jade, Shani, and Jade and Shani, and then um, Beloved is coming down. Um, I'm bringing a date to this event. Oh, and uh, we got to, we got we got we got our friend coming up too, who don't really hang with us like that. I know. She's she pulling up. She's pulling down. I know. She's pulling down. So I, I'm actually really excited. So actually, Jade, Shani, and Tanea, a team of three, is gonna help me get into this dress. Because a team will want to get it off of me. <laughs> And I am not on duty for either. Ah, ah. High five, friend. There we go. So, all right. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, signing out. It's your boy, Sididi. Thank you for all the listeners. Baby, I'm a toy. I'm going to stop my spot. You caught a vibe. Shooting shots. Why not? Tell me the thing.